This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The Trigal! Johnson puts it in the air. Aiden Fred wins the hour. It's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw it. Is it going to be there? Yes! Oh my word! Hello, good evening, welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week tonight. I'm joined by Matt Lax from, I want to say, is it New York Talk, pal? Is that That's right? That's the one. I'll tell you what, this is about the 14th time you've been on this show, mate, so I should be a <laughs> pro at that one. And it, we're, we're here to talk about the upcoming game between ourselves and Rotherham United in... So, yes, uh, coming up uh, is Rotherham United, uh, a team unlike ourselves struggling at the wrong end of the championship. So, uh, you know, this is where we take a deep breath and go, tell you what, pal, let's just, let's 20 minutes of your time, let's just get through it and, and, and see what happens. Now, um, you know, just we were just talking briefly off air there, Matt, about doing doing shows such as this when you're having a season like, like, like this. I mean, you know... There's only so much whinging one man can do, and we're from Yorkshire, right? I mean, Christ, yeah. <laughs> how does that work out for you? Have, you? have you found it difficult to try and keep keep the momentum up on on doing a show such as this? Yeah, it's been difficult, you know, because when if you have a bad game every so often, or you're going a ten game losing one or whatever, then it's sort mm-hmm. of like you can get through that. You can be angry for a few weeks, but you know, there's gonna be light in the tunnel. You know, you're gonna win some games. You know, it's gonna turn. This season mm-hmm. has just been. There's just. There's just a. There's a, there's a cul-de-sac. And there's, there's not no end to this sodding tunnel. Um, <laughs> it's tough, you know. We, but that's this is part of football, isn't it? We all have seasons like yeah. this. We've got a, the promotions and everything else make it special, extra special because we go through crap like this. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, when you when you guys went up the other year. Uh, mm. at our expense essentially you know what i mean we were you know we we were fighting for that auto spot and uh, ironically it was uh, michael smith that, that that took you up away away at gillingham right and um and you kind of like 
Well, this is, this is again, like you said, this is what football is. This is what it's all about. And it gives us something to shout and scream about. But then when you're playing in League One and you're away at Fleetwood three times in three weeks and you're kind of like, Christ, I can't. I can't keep this <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, we'll try and endeavour to try and get a 20-minute show out of us us being upbeat a little bit. So, you know, let's let's talk about the start of the season, Matt. Ooh. I mean, it weren't, you know, we are, we were having a bigger shit show than you at the time, and albeit yeah. we've had a bit of change in fortune the last couple of months. But the how did, how did you feel it started? And looking back with the benefit of retrospect now, was changing the manager the right way to go? The start was decent. Up to the first international break, we did all right. We we nearly beat Leicester. We nearly got something against Leicester. We did beat Norwich. We had a great start of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we picked up a draw against somebody else as well. And there were lots of positive performances in that first sort of month of the season. And you go into the international break, I signed a couple of players on deadline day, sort of thinking, right, this is... Matt Taylor sort of cracked it here. And then we turned up at an international break. Well, we didn't turn up after the international break was the problem. Uh, we lost to Huddersfield convincingly, lost to Millwall convincingly, lost to somebody else pretty convincingly. And it all sort of went downhill from there. Um, the turning point for the Matt Taylor reign was the Sheffield Wednesday game. The 2 0 defeat it? at Hillsborough was just. A lot of fans have sort of quest- started to question him because there have been a poor run of results. Uh, mm-hmm. But we just got off a win against Coventry uh, the, on the Tuesday before we played you. And, and generally, everybody thought, thinking, right, Coventry are a solid championship. That's a good team. They're, to they're be a good the bloody team right now. They were 90 yeah. minutes off the Premier League a year ago. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think, guys, turn the corner. This is it. And then we just turn in that performance, which is one of the worst rather than that performances in South Yorkshire Derby in living memory. Mm. Um, and then you start thinking, right, okay, that's really, really, really bad. But can he turn it around? And fairness to the, to the board, he, he was given two or three games. You know, we, we mm. picked up a point against Ipswich, which was a great point against Ipswich. I think of QPR as well. And then we went to Watford, laid down, had his belly tickled and lost 5-0, uh, which, was right. the, which was the final nail in the coffin for him. Uh, but it, the beginning of the end started with that 2-0 defeat at Hillsborough, which was just an absolute embarrassment of a performance. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. Like, you know, some of those teams that you just listed off there that you've got points yeah. against you know i didn't fancy the rodham game at all i, di- I didn't fancy it because there's two yeah. things i don't like and you've just listed them there local derbies and international breaks because local derbies the form book goes out the window and I'm, i assume we'll get into that in about 10 minutes time but then an international break can really it can make or break your season a little bit you can actually you can lose your momentum somewhat which is mm. what happened to you guys or it can give you a bit of a reset like it did with us you know what mm. I mean? We, you know, we yeah. rule got the players in after an international break, and you know, grafted them hard and stuff like that. We managed to pick up a couple of points, but you know, sometimes it can really go the other way. Like you know, mm. I look back under under our time against Carlos. Some of the international breaks absolutely used to stifle us, and I was like, mm. no, nope, don't don't like them. Yeah. So, so looking back then, in terms of changing the manager to Richardson, do you feel mm. like? Are you now thinking, shit? I, I wish we'd have stayed with Taylor just a bit longer because he managed to get some big scalps there. A little bit of that. I, I think at the right. I think it was the right call. Um, mm-hmm. we, we were four points adrift when we sacked Matt Taylor. The problem was that we waited four weeks to appoint Liam Richardson. By the time we were eight points adrift, and right. Liam Richardson, you, you find we one arm tied behind you, but well, two arm because obviously the players aren't his as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of short term contracts. If we'd have appointed Liam Richardson the day after, or, or three or four days after, or even a week after, because that was into the international break. You're sort of thinking, okay, he's got a week before the next game, whenever it, whether it leads or wherever it was against. There's something here. You know, he's, he's, he's only four points adrift. You're well within touch. Let's yeah. go. 
comes in with eight points adrift. We don't, we don't, we've not won back-to-back games at Championship in about fifteen years. Or something stupid like. <laughs> so it was never gonna, it was never gonna work when we got turned down by Nathan Jones, Gary Rowett, Mark Warburton, John Eustace would have. I don't think we we're ever, ever interested. But we got turned down by some goalkeeper managers, not very good managers, and, and those were just the public names that came out that, that turned yeah, yeah. us down. Who else? Sort of privately. Um, I do like Liam Richardson, and I think he'll be brilliant in League One. Um, but he's, he's, he's like, I say, like I said, he's working with, with it two hands tied behind his back. He's just on an absolute high into nothing, I think. So, I mean, yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned it there about being resigned to League One a little bit. You know, some of our fans are kind of on the fence with it because mm. a few teams have kind of been dragged into it. You must be looking up a little bit with a, a bit of green eye monster sort of saying, well, it was us Wednesday and Huddersfield that were all fighting for our lives and then all of a sudden we've pulled in Millwall, we've pulled in Stoke we, you know what I mean, you've got if I, you know, it's a bit like oh shit, I, I, bet, I bet you kind of wish that you were a bit I don't know, a bit in, in the mix as it were. Absolutely we, we, we were saying at Christmas, our fixture list was tough post-Christmas, but now mm. we've played all, all four top teams I think we've only got West Brom left to play in the playoffs so if right now, right. if we were in touch, if we were, if we were six points in touch, we sort of think, right, we've got a re- we've got you to play at home, we've got Plymouth to play at home, we've got Uddersfield to play at home, we've got Millwall right. to play at home. We sort of think we, there's a chance here to pick, pick up, but because we're 16 points... Is that how far it is? I'm, I'm going to upset you, Matt. I've got I've got a copy of the, the bottom half of Why? the league table here. To stick, <laughs> and I'm sorry, mate, it sounds like I'm taking a piss, but, but it's like, you're right, there's a lot of teams in there that mm. if you're playing them at home, you Birmingham can, as well, got them. you know, you could, you could have you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, do you reckon there's an element of you closing down that gap? Because I, the, you know, there's still that fear that Sheffield Wednesday might do that same thing, where you've got the element of being able to close down that gap, but mm. still just being outside, just running, running out of games towards the end of the season a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I think you could pick, yeah. up, you could pick up three or four wins and go, come on, we're going to stay up, and then, and then you could do what we do and drop your ass to Huddersfield somewhere. I suspect we're done. I, I, we're, I'm struggling to see where the next point's coming from. Mm. Um, we 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 not only took the game to Ipswich and, and nearly nearly got something, yeah. But then you yeah, go yeah. to QPR and just sort of fold a little bit. Um, there's not enough. But you took you took the lead in that game, didn't you? Right. We took the lead after five minutes or so, uh, which mm. is basically our undoing. Don't take the lead early because that's that's a bad <laughs> idea. Apparently, um, there's not enough. To, this this team's confidence is absolutely on the floor. It's shot the, the, to shit the, in it completely shot um they've got some okay players this squad is is full of decent players i think man for man we're not a bottom three team the problem is i don't either they're not asked which is a pot which is probable for some of them uh, or it is a confidence thing and labor has not been able to bring the confidence back up really he's trying to make us difficult to beat which is dull it's so so dull to watch and we're yeah. not getting beat four four nil five nil every week but no, it's just I, to watch. But what you're doing better than us, which uh, which is uh, going to sound ridiculous to say, given you know the, the the points difference, you're actually up until you know probably the last few few weeks we've we've not been nice, we've not been able to score a goal. Mm. But like that game against Hull, the game mm. against uh, what was it against Ipswich? It was like a seven Four goal three. thriller. Or yeah, something, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but you put it, you're putting goals in the net mm. and. And you're trying to be difficult to beat. I, I, you know, there's, there's part of me that's looking at this game coming up thinking they can score. Mm. If they we can, yeah. <laughs> that is a new thing, I would say. Before, before the whole game was when it was when it was just turned. We lost 1-0 to Stoke and we don't, we don't think we had a shot on target. We lost 1-0 mm-hmm. to Watford. 
in one of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that's that's the thing we can we can we can have a four three epic against it, which we can properly take the game to a promotion chase team at their own place, and then just not have a shot on target at home to an average team like Watford. Um, I, th- I think the, the building blocks are there. I can see what Leeds is trying to do. So I think for next season, I, I can sort of work out what the what the plan is, which is a positive. I, I understand it and it, it makes sense. But mm-hmm. we haven't got the players. You just haven't got the players to do it at the minute. Uh, we're, we're massively, massively uh, injury hit defensively. Uh, we're, relying on, we're relying on Jordan Hugel and Tom Eves, which is never going to work that well. It's, uh, Jordan Hugel absolutely fascinates me as a footballer because <laughs> when he got that when he got that West Ham gig, I mm. thought, you know what, he's probably earned that. Fair play to yeah. him. Uh, you know what I mean? He, he's been scoring goals. Fair fucks. I'll, I'll give him that. And then mm. that went to shit. And then he seems to be to about seven clubs after <laughs> or whatever it is. And he still he just can't find his scoring boots. So he, he's one of them players whose career seems to have really fallen away. And I can't. Yeah. There's just part of me that feels a bit sorry for him. Yeah, I, if I didn't have to watch him every week, I would probably feel sorry for him as well. <laughs> um, I, I get the feeling we signed him last summer, last last January, on a three and a half year contract, been around thirty one. Um, but you must have thought like we've got somebody who's got goals in him here. There must be yeah. part here. Last season they did it. He got four, four or five goals in in three months, whatever, and they were crucial goals. They, they, they were mm-hmm. other than one. They were all match winners. They were really, really important goals. Um, and up until Matt Taylor left, he was performing pretty well. But now he just looks like a guy who was here for payday. He looks like his, you know, somebody was happy that he's got two and a half years left in his contract, and will just happily take the cash. He's not. It, I don't know where his legs have gone or whether he just don't want to run. It's one of the two. Would it? But it looks <laughs> like I don't. But either one's not very good. Um, his fourth choice at the minute is, is behind Tom Eves, uh, is behind Charlie White and behind Somnombe. If he didn't play on Saturday, I'd probably be quite happy with it. I didn't see him on pitch because he's, he's causing more problems. He's one of, the, he's, he's one of those that's a bit of a shithouse. But if you're not winning the fouls, well, what you, you're not really you're, helping the team there. You're just some geezer diving around on the floor, it's, aren't you? And that's exactly what he has been this season. He's, he's, he's hurting us more than he's helping us at the minute, which is well, one of the reasons where we are. Christ, oh, bro! I honestly, I feel for you. Having been in this situation as well, like you're like, oh God, I bless you. And like trying to, you know, and and bear in mind as well. You know, I, I wanted to do this show because we share this, we share this show a lot. And uh, the reason I wanted to do it is I used to go and watch Rotherham with my dad every yeah. other week. Like so, you know, that he used to follow Leeds, and and I and mm. I was following Wednesday, and we used to agree when we had a spare weekend and it were away day we couldn't go to. We go, we go to Millmore, right? And we're going. You know, that, that's kind of what I got brought up on, and, yeah. and going, I'm going back Sean Goatee years as well, and, and Warnie <laughs> when he was a when he was a player, and all yeah, going back that good, far. Good old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, do you know what they were fun? They were yeah. they were like you know they were League Two bollocks. But I tell you what, I had I had a good day out, and I remember those uh, those toilets underneath the oh, uh, yeah. the main stand. Like it was it was essentially. And now, if if kids, if you're listening, it was literally just a room that had no roof on it. With a trough around the middle of it, and you just go in and piss up the wall and come out. It was you can't you, you, you couldn't write it, and then the, there'll be a certain you don't get that now, I know, yeah. right? And then there'll be a certain generation that also remember the Tivoli as well mm. on a Saturday night. Before me, that one sadly. Oh, did you miss it? Oh, I man. I've I've never seen out like it because it was dressed up like a working men's club, but it was mm. ten quid for women and fifteen quid for blokes, and it were all you could drink. And I that that place made me a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I re- so, so the amount of times he got thrown down those metal steps out the back and all the rest of it. But but listen, let's let's talk about the club a bit because there must be a point where you're getting really frustrated by being that club that is absolute dynamite in League One, 
but the mm. um, championship seems too far away. Do you think it's a lack of funding or the size of the club? Do you, do you really blame the chairman? Or do you just think we're, mm. we're up here against the big boys who've got their parachute payments and stuff like that? How are we How are we really going to compete against that? Because I'm mm. kind of looking at it now because we're, we're not skint, but we can't spend money because, mm. you know, yeah. we got caught cheating the other year and apparently that's still an issue. But you know what I mean? I, I, and now if Sheffield Wednesday go down, I think it'll be a few years of doing what, Rotherham are kind of renowned for now because it's been mm. what 10 years you keep bloody doing it now, isn't it? How long's it been? Last season was the first time we stayed in the division for seven years, Christ. something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, the changing manager since Paul Warren left, I think that's shone a light on how badly the, the club has been run behind the scenes and how good a job he was doing, and how good a job he was doing exactly. He was holding everything together. Um, yeah. it's just the, the training ground's been out of our service for about three weeks, by all accounts. We're training on the pitch at New York Stadium, so get ready for an absolute trough of a pitch uh, on Saturday. Um, there's, there's there's questions of Tony Stewart now. You know, there's, there's the, the interview against Leeds United before the Leeds United game with a managerial search, which I'm sure everybody's seen, which was an absolute car crash of an interview. Um, mm. The stories come out when Alan, when Alan Stubbs was around of stupid things he were doing to show off and try to play Billy Big Bollocks in front of his mates. Um, the club isn't ready for the championship behind the scenes. The training grounds, it's just some porter cabins and a, and a pitch that obviously is not really working as a pitch. Um, the stadium's lovely and, and it is great, but that's not enough. You, you know, you need to have that facilities behind, behind the scenes. And that's one of the things Lee Richardson has talked about a lot is that he wants to be here to sort of build a club. He don't want to be here just to try and stay in the championship. He wants to build something and, and make it better. Mm. And you know, like the old saying, make it better when I leave kind of thing. Um, we're all getting frustrated now. Because we've had enough chances to be here. You know what I mean? How many more times do you want to be in the championship and balls it up? You, yeah. some, you're doing something wrong. I mean, it's only nine years ago that, that we went down with 23 points under mm -hmm. the same ownership. Well, they haven't learned the lessons because we're going to be doing the same sort of thing now. So there are now more questions. Personally, I think it's time, if somebody could come in with decent, not even decent money, fresh ideas and an idea of how to build the club, I think it's. I think the time's mm -hmm. right. The problem you're going to have, if we, we, we are going to go down, if, if things don't go well next season in League One, you're then potentially going to taint Tony Stewart's legacy, which has been an amazing thing he's done for the club. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. But I think he's, he's going to be close to hurting his legacy if, if, he, if he stays on too long. Yeah, because you know, being being from Rotherham myself, like there's 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 a weird thing because when you know when you when you were playing at Millmore and it was like you were always the plucky underdog. There yeah. was always like, well, bloody hell, Rotherham are doing well. Christ Almighty, I can't believe it. And, and you go, oh, bloody hell. And then and then when they got that stadium, I thought this is them stepping forward into being a proper football yeah. club. 
and and you know, and now there's a podcast that exists, right? Your your show, you know, just a podcast about Rotherham United. You know, I I don't know if there's one about Walsall. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Clubs of that ilk. So you kind of like, okay, so you know, the the, the makings are there, and mm. and Stuart's set you off on a path going forward. But you you, you must be thinking now, what's next? What's the next leap? We you know, stadium mm. tick. You know, we stayed in the championship for one season, and you and having that monkey off your back, you must have been like, come on now, bloody yeah. hell! And then the start you had, you were like, oh god, we're mid table, about four games yeah. in. Look at this here, because <laughs> we were all sat there going. Well, we're doing shit, but there's always Rotherham. Ah, oh, for God's sake, Rotherham are doing well. Like, what kind yeah. of bullshit is this? <laughs> Classic Rotherham, get his hopes up and then dash them yeah, very yeah. quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we've employed Rob Scott as now director, first ever director of football. So again, mm. a potential step forward, but you never know with these things. That could just be a name and he's not, nothing's changing. So that was only in December, I think. So we've, we've got to wait for the time being and, and see what happens. Um, the club should be investable. We're, we're basically yeah. debt-free. The stadium's lovely. There's plenty of plots of land you could buy in Rotherham and build an art, even half-decent training facility. So mm-hmm. the, our problem is that we're limited fan base. You know, we, our, our fan base will grow over 10 years, but it's not going to mm-hmm. go to 50,000, 40,000, maybe even not 30,000. So mm-hmm. then there's a limit on what somebody might come in and sort of put in, you know, that, that from that point of view. But we're ready for the next step. The club is ready for the next. Of fans, you're always ready for the next step, aren't you? Because that's that's what you but, want. Yeah. Um, but I think the club is ready for somebody to come in and just invest. I don't know, ten million quid on a new training facility. Five yeah, million cause it's not, it, facility. yeah, because to, to try and turn our club around and uh, try yeah. and take it, it's going to cost you hundreds of million, right? Yeah. yeah. With you guys, it in. But I, mm. I feel like the the issue that that Rodham's got is the history of the club just isn't there enough in terms mm. of the two Sheffield clubs, you know, because yeah. they. When I was a kid, it, my my school was full of Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United fans, Mine was. And, <laughs> and and that's in Rotherham, right? Yeah. So, you, because they they were doing well at the time. So that when you like I said around that era where you got the stadium, there'd have been more people coming through as Rotherham fans, and 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 that's great. But there must be a point where you're thinking we're not getting any new fans. We're not we're not going to get to twenty five thousand people a week coming in. We're not we're not going to get there unless we do something can turn up. We need we need to start taking. You know, because there was that season where I think it was Doncaster and Rotherham mm. were the only representations of South Yorkshire in the championship yeah, one season because so, yeah. we absolutely shit the bed with, with the blades all. Mm. Uh, so you're kind of like, I don't know where, where are these fans going to come from? Are you yeah. are you investable? But I think you are. I've always thought you were. Mm. And, I, and you know, there's not... God, I, you know, there's going to be a lot of Wednesday fans listening to this going, "Why are you and Rotherham get a, get a bloody room fudge?" But I, I feel like I feel like the area needs the needs the rivalry, and that that part of Yorkshire needs the rivalry as well. And because you're fighting against, you know, Doncaster when they went tearing up the leagues about twenty years yeah. ago, they got a load of new fans, didn't they? And, yeah. And you just kind of missed out on that a little bit. I feel we have double, we have gone up. So back at Millmore, it would have been four and five thousand. Even in the championship, I think one of the sort of highest, including away fans, was probably nine thousand, ten thousand mm-hmm. every week. Now in the championship, we're basically selling out. You're basically getting eleven, twelve, eleven thousand. Yeah. This season, we had had record season ticket sales. For <laughs> this season, the worst season ever to have record season ticket sales. Brilliant. I think we, <laughs> we had record well. season ticket sales. <laughs> so it, it showed that people were engaging, and I think the stadium has helped. You know, like you're right. When I was growing up, I was like two Rotherham fans in my entire comp, a comprehensive yeah. school. And they used Where, to just get teased and bullied all day, oh yeah, every week. But then when my little brother's about ten years younger than me. All his mates are Rotherham fans since since so really, it's, yeah, it's all it, it is building. It is working in terms of bringing those fans in. 
Um, but if you're going to then start doing this, we're in an area now where everybody wants Man City, Liverpool, every, they're their real yeah. teams, and then they'll watch Rodham if they can or whatever. We're in that yeah, era. <laughs> you're not going to retain those fans by getting no. 19 points after 34 games. It's just not going to happen um, on a re- on a semi-regular basis, as it were in 2017. Um it's just frustrating. It's just so because I like I can see the potential in this football club. I've got my yeah. I've got my rose tinted glass, but I can see it. If somebody does come in, does something clever and sensible, and with a little bit of something behind them, there's something there. But I, I, Tony Stewart's he's not he's not that rich. I think he's only no. worth about thirty million, something like that, which is nothing mm-hmm. in football, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs somebody else to come in, I think, to take the next step. But, well, but he's I, never going to make us bust. We're not no, he, no, Ian, because uh, he, he's, he, you know, he's a Rotherham lad, isn't he, Tony Stewart? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, I think he's Rotherham. It was a Wednesday night, wasn't it? Back in yeah. before he bought us. <laughs> yeah, and then now he's, uh, well, you know, that, I think my dad all said the same about Leeds. He's, uh, he, him, him and his lads uh, that he worked with have got a box there. Like, I, like me and my dad on this fixture specifically have some absolute, absolute tear-ups. So I'm going to, I'm sorry to bring it up. It does sound like I'm taking a piss, but I swear to God, I'm not. Like I, wanna, I wanted to go back to that game at Hillsborough because there were times when when we were playing and you knew Smudger would have a, he'd have a good game. You, you know, playing him, I thought was, was a, you know, of course he's playing Smith in that game because he all of a sudden turned into prime Maradona. I don't know what the bloody hell happened there because, you know, at that level, He's yeah. not really done it, and he's fallen down the pecking order somewhat. But then playing you lot, all of a sudden, no, he's, he's <laughs> Alan Shearer, Newcastle. But yeah. there was there was a couple of players for you guys stood out to me. One of them was on your on your Is that right? Yeah. I've not. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. I, I felt like he had he had a potential to to do something, and then he's not yeah. there anymore, is he? <laughs> he got injured, uh, and I think he'd been out until March. I I also think that he, William Rush didn't particularly like his attitude. There were suggestions that he didn't come in for sort of it was injured and didn't really come in for physio and things like or something like that. Oh right. Uh, I think. But read that's, that's just reading between lines. But he on his day he was brilliant on him. He's a really good championship player on his day, but he's just a bit lazy. Yeah. I mean is is there any players that are gonna step it up one like you know what I mean? Sure, you know, have you got some players that are starting to subscribe to Rotherham and I was gonna say, you know, bleed bleed the colours and all that, but at our level it don't really happen, does it? But not really. but like but like, you know, are there some that are real club guys now, ones that have just subscribed to the area, subscribed to the entire Rotherham bullshit and 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 will relish the chance at playing Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, the, Victor, the keeper's the obvious one. Um, mm-hmm. He's been here, he's signing COVID to 2020, well, that's four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's gone on to be one of the best keepers in the championship. He's ridiculous. I know he didn't have it. It was probably at fault for the third goal, I think, at Hillsborough. Um, but he is genuinely just a ridiculously good goalkeeper. He's well, he's well beyond us. But he really has bought into Rotherham. He, he, he sort of lives locally. Um, he's just the whole family is just sort of Rotherham fans now. Um, <laughs> the, pro- the problem is, there's a keeper. In the nice way possible, he's a keeper, so he can't really influence the game unless we're doing badly. He's not going to have the influence you kind of want in, in, a, in a derby game. Um, other than that, no, not really. Hakim Adolfin is well again play centre half. So again, unless we're struggling, he's not going to impact the game too much. But he's been brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's been coming the last couple of years. He's but he, he will he would want to leave one on Smudge, for example. He, you know what I mean? He, he genuinely Probably. would. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that, I guess that's what I'm trying to get to because there's been a point now where I offer's been out the team a significant amount, mm. and Hekway's come in, mm. and he's been sublime the last few okay. games. Like there is no goes past him in the air. Like I, I've never seen. Like he's a different. He's he's a man possessed. Um, so he's he's going to be difficult to break down. Mm. But I, you know, I'm going to trouble you for a score prediction, Matt. And and and, and don't get me wrong. Like there is a this has got banana skin and 
and ruining our, our momentum written all over it this game. I, you don't want a local derby when you're trying to piece together a bit of a run. No, you don't. True. Uh, you, you also don't want a local derby when you're one of the worst teams in the championship. In a long no. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a genuine worry that this could get silly for you and we mm-hmm. could get spanked 3-4-0. and four nil. There's a genuine right. worry amongst Rotherham fans that it, it could turn badly. But I think when we played you at your place, I think there was a little bit of that from our side that you were doing Absolutely. so badly, and we were positive yep. that you were worried. Um, that we yeah, the roles really are kind of reversed this time round. We, <laughs> we were absolutely we've not won all season, and yeah. we just happened to get ours against you because you know the, the local derby factor was in there. And I feel yeah. like the roles have reversed a little bit now, mm. and there's an element of you ending the shitty run that you're on against us. And I feel like it's it's got that written all over it. It wouldn't surprise me if you guys win one nil. It wouldn't. I, I can't. I, I think. Also, the royal factor. I'm so impressed with Daniel Royal. Annoyingly, really annoyingly impressed with him. Um, I think he gets these kind of things. He showed in the in the reverse fixture that although I know we're not your main rivals, or one of your main rivals, he understood it was a derby and he played he into it. it and it, it worked really, really well. I'm not convinced Liam Richardson. Liam Richardson's a much more sort of standoffish kind of guy, mm-hmm. so I don't think he. Matilda didn't play into it all, so I don't think Liam Richardson will play into it either. Um, I'll just three one Wednesday. You're I'm not. Jesus, I'm, I'm as I'm as uh, pessimistic about this game as I ever have been. I think against you guys. Really? I record it, oh, it. New York's terrible against you and all. I don't think we've ever won it league. Oh really? <laughs> it's in league. Oh, we won it COVID season. Wouldn't know there were no right. fans there to watch to enjoy. It. <laughs> you couldn't even, <laughs> couldn't even enjoy it. But but yeah, I, honestly, like you say, it could be a massive four five niller, or yeah. you could just turn up, kick ten bells out of us, and. And, yeah. and win one nil, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised at either. No, I really I wouldn't. I, I oh God. but I I love this game, and you know, I I like it when there's us Doncaster Blades mm. yourselves all all in that league. I, you know, even Mansfield, come and join the party. I just feel from up there. Come on down, like you know what I mean. And when there's a big group of us, I absolutely love it. Yeah. As much as I say I don't like local derbies, but when there's a big group of you, it just seems like a right old thing, don't yeah. it? Like big game. I'm all right. Yeah. Absolutely. Listen, Matt, thanks a lot for joining us, pal. Uh, you know, I I don't know what to say. And if, if you do go down or if you stay up, well done. If you do go down, I wish you all the best next season. Cheers, pal. Cheers, mate. See you later. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.